Welcome. We're at MTZ Overflow. I'm your host, Cassandra Thorpe, and I have with us today our minister, Mr. Richard Jones Jr. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. It's definitely an honor. Yeah, it is an honor. It's an honor to have you in this space. It's an honor to have you on the basketball court. Uh, so, <laughs> remember when I beat you in basketball? Wait a minute. What? I don't, I don't remember this. You don't remember? When did you beat me in basketball? When didn't I beat you in basketball, I think is the better question. Hold on, let's go back. Last time we played basketball, I remember not losing. We played two on two. It was me, you, and two other I'm people. I'm not talking about the score, necessarily. Okay, you gave me buckets, I gave you buckets. <laughs> I, I gave a, you more buckets. Mm, but I won, and I scored the majority of our points. Is, that, so is that how we're determining? I was keeping total score. I wasn't keeping score between me and you. Oh, I just I knew that I was taking great shots. I know that your teammate was upset at how I was scoring, and I was busting them so bad y'all had to switch. <laughs> That's all I recall. I remember leaving with my head high. It was successful. <laughs> you were busting him. Oh, man, it was – Poor little Ting Ting. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is I ain't been invited back to play basketball since. Your name ain't come up either. Wow. Okay. I just, uh, you hurt somebody's feelings that day. They weren't mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though. I don't, I, don't, I don't like guarding you if I can avoid it. <laughs> well, why? Because you be like, you shoot from everywhere and I don't like that. And I feel like, you know, like you strong. And you, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to guard you all the way. Good. Remember when I pinched your shot to the glass, though, in yeah, the park? Yeah, that was messed up. Ooh, I felt real good that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where did he come from? That was a flashback it's, from high school. I don't jump was, like that no more. Does anybody? <laughs> we, we are in a day and age where things do not bounce back the same way that they used to. Literally, including my knees. <laughs> Well, we'll have to get on the court again soon, especially as it's starting to get warmer out. And, you know, it's, it is the season of basketball. We've got March Madness. We've got NBA playoffs that are starting to happen. And, and we've got the WNBA is going to start soon, yes. so which is super exciting. And so we've got all these people coming together and to celebrate. And that kind of ties into your sermon topic, talking about, nice you know. Nice transition there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, the topic uh, today is um, the how-tos of praising God. And so you presented to us Psalms 150, uh, looking at verses 1 through 6, and really talk to us about, let's start off with the Bible. How did we get here? Who's speaking? Who's it to? Uh, can you just share with us that? Definitely. Um, so there is some debate and some speculation about who actually wrote this song. Um, and I don't think that is very, very clear. Um, I think a lot of people believe that um, David wrote all of the songs, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily true. David did write a number of them. And you can tell which ones are David for the most part, because it usually has his name up there before verse one starts right it might okay. say a song of david or a song for david or something like that mm. um but there are other people like uh melchizedek melchizedek that's how you say that there name melchizedek <laughs> and there are a bunch of other people who have been um you know coined for writing some songs but they're not always very very clear uh, but what we do know is that this psalm, uh, psalms are collections of, of, of songs and poetry um, dedicated to God. 
Some of them are encouraging. Some of them are convicting. Some of them are um, lament where, you know, people are in places where they have a lot of pain and regret. And some of them are uh, celebratory um, or filled with thanksgiving. We know that this is a a psalm of thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And we know that it is directly for, um, at this time, it would have been written for uh, the children of Israel uh, to celebrate God and to give God praise. Okay. So we're giving God praise, and and you mentioned all of these sport celebrations that were happening during mm-hmm. the week, and I'm uh, I'm gonna say this: they were all male. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. They were, they were, they were all male. We talk about Steph Curry, James Harden, Greg Popovich, Aaron Rodgers. Can't say nothing about just. Just any woman's name. Just pick one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my apologies. I, I, I looked and I was like, what's going on in sports this week? Um, and those were a lot of firsts that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't focus on sports in the last you know, couple of weeks and everything. Um, I'm also not the biggest sports fan, and so I was, like, skimming the top oh, and okay, okay, picking okay. from the information I got. Right, I really like uh, Greg Popovich as a coach, you know, um, James Harden, you know, people love him, hate him, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody loves Steph Curry for the most point. He's, mm-hmm. you know, undisputed. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Next time, uh, if I preach this sermon again, um, I will use other examples for sure and make Thank sure I include you. women. I just had to say my piece about that. <laughs> I just, I, those are my notes. <laughs> Three minutes in, I'm in say trouble. Say <laughs> my piece. <laughs> no, but it was great because I, I always like when we bring in what's going on in our world into into scripture and like really making it, it true and relatable and how can we do, how can we praise these men and women in these athletic spaces specifically but yet not praise God that put breath in our lungs, woke us up this morning, and started us on our way. And so you give us uh, these four different points as we answer the question, how are we to praise God? And so the first point, you get into praising God where he reigns. And we talk about, um, we're on Sunday, so we're in the sanctuary. Um, Usually, especially pre-pandemic, we were a lot, it's like, oh, I got to go to church. I got to be in church as far as where God is because the, the church is God's house. Regardless of, of where your religion is, that is where um, God dwells. And so, but you expound upon that. You you take us out of that. Um, talk to us as to why you wanted to make that a point of emphasis for us. Definitely. Um, so when I was doing my research um, and I was studying this text, um, praising God in his sanctuary and praising God in his firmament. Um, it was all about where God dwells um, and praising God where he is. And so first, um, when you think about the sanctuary, sanctuaries are places that are carved out specifically for praising and worshiping God. Mm-hmm. And so we know that during the pandemic, we couldn't necessarily be here, but we talked a lot about, you know, turning our living rooms into sanctuaries. Mm -hmm. And so um, wherever we carve out place to dedicate to God, we should definitely um, praise him there. But then also when we think about the idea of firmament and um, when I listened back a little bit, I realized I missed a couple of things when I want to talk about the firmament. I got a little too excited, Uh, (laughs) but the firmament is just beautiful. you know, in context. And so uh, essentially um, praising God in his firmament will be praising God everywhere that we are. 
You know, mm-hmm. everywhere that we are on earth, we would be under what is called the firmament. And so praising God everywhere that we are. Um, also, um, take a half step back talking about sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. Um, we are all also supposed to be called out, separated and dedicated to God, just like the physical spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also sanctuaries. And so therefore, um, wherever we go um, should be a place of God's sanctuary, mm-hmm. right? Every little step I take, right, you'll, you know, you'll be there, you know, we'll be together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every place that I am, God should be there with me. Mm-hmm. And therefore, um, since God dwells within me, right, we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, yeah. I need to praise God wherever I am as well. Yeah, I really like that because it, it just, it continues to make God movable and present and and where we are. And I really liked your example of a, of the prayer space, mm-hmm. you know, not having like necessarily like a prayer room or a prayer rug. You like, I this is the space that I occupy. I can have prayer and praise God in in this space. And I thought that was really, um, that was really great. Again, making God movable and and being able to um, bring Him to other other areas. Now you mentioned the firmament, like where God reigns. I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought you made that word up. <laughs> I didn't think it was an actual word like that. I'll be honest in my own uh, scripture, biblical life. There are words in the Bible that I will just be like, that's a word of the times. And I just keep moving on. I don't for real. For real. <laughs> I don't always dive into it. I was just like, you know, maybe that's just something God will reveal to me what this word is. So I was really excited to learn about this word firmament. We looked it up, you know, Googled it and everything. And uh, let's let like let's unpack that because I don't think that's a word that we typically use to describe um, God in that way and and where He is. And I really liked. Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you explain it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get into it. Um, we can explain it together. Yeah. Hey, there you <laughs> <go>. <laughs> um. I really like the concept of firmament. Um, but first, we don't use that word often, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think it speaks to um, the time for sure of when it was written and when it was shared mm-hmm. um, and the understanding of the planet, um, the universe, et cetera, et cetera, what information was um, accessible during that time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, people might question and wonder, like, is the firmament can we still talk about the firmament in the same accurate way now that we know more about hmm. outer space? We know more about how the world is set up, right? Can there be a firmament now that we understand the world is round? You know, so it can go into all of those different type of things. Um, but the firmament is a beautiful concept, you know. Uh, the firmament, um, we see it in the creation narrative in the first one in Genesis 1. Um, on the second day, right, God uh, separates the waters above and he separates them from the waters below. And essentially he creates a firmament to divide them. And mm-hmm. so um, it was thought that um, if the firmament wasn't there, the waters from above would come to the earth mm-hmm. and wipe out all of the people. Mm-hmm. And so the firmament also stands, uh, it, it stands for the protection of God and God's love being demonstrated by how he cares and takes care of us, you know. Um, and the second part, which I missed, I didn't really hit it like this in the sermon. That's but all right. That's why we have this time. <laughs> That's why we have this time. Yeah, yeah. I'm still new to this, you know. <laughs> um, but the firmament is also excellent because you can see through it, mm. you know. Um, it has all of this power um, to keep us 
and yet we can look through it. And so when you look through the firmament, you can see the sun in its place. Mm. You can see the moon in its place. You can see the clouds. You can see um, everything that's in the sky, right? And none of those things can come to us unless God allows it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the concept of even raining, right? Um, It couldn't rain on earth unless God opened up the doors of the firmament so that rain could fall. And Mm -hmm. we know that, you know, rainy days are annoying, et cetera, et cetera, but there's beauty in the fact that rain also replenishes, right? Mm. So God opens up the firmament to uh, replenish us, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But then we get to have that reminder um, of the beauty of God's creation, you know, and how he is keeping everything in order and keeping everything in his place. And there's nothing um, that God this is, is not in control of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, the whole idea of like just looking up is that I can see God's creation. Just looking up, I can remember God is taking care of me. God is protecting me. Um, even things as vast and as hot as the sun are in their place. Mm-hmm. And even they must submit to God because he is the creator. And so... Yeah. Um, I didn't get to hit on the point that the firmament also gives us opportunity to look up and see the beauty of God, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah, that's why the whole idea of the firmament, like, really excites me, you know? Yeah, yeah it is really exciting, like, to know more about it. Because even thinking of the fact that in our society, anything that is is designed to hold and contain and restrict, if you will, is solid mm-hmm. and dark, like thinking of like the Hoover Dam, right. like that's the big cement wall, like it's super thick, like you, you can't see through it. But the fact, and the fact that God created the firmament for us to see through it, to see His glory, is is really exciting. Definitely, and it's 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 also symbolic, right? God is keeping me and protecting me. Right. Even when I can't see what he's doing. Right. Yeah. I, I can see through what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't always have the the tangible thing in front of me. I can't always trace it. But God is is is, is there. God is looking yeah. out for me, keeping me from danger, seen and unseen. That's that's great, because because I really think that that nah, I think I know that that shows a lot of of who he is in being open and transparent and um, sharing these things with us, which leads us into your second point and we're talking about God's resume and who he who he is how he shows up in the scripture is referenced as his mighty acts and his excellent greatness now what are some key pieces within your life that you think will show up on God's resume mm Wow, that's an excellent question. Um, yeah, because I think it's important to look at what God is doing in your life personally. Um, so much, you know. It's like at a, at what point? Um, first off, um, God is 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 my guide. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think there are so many different avenues and 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 things we can decide to do in our lives um but i wake up every morning and i say a similar prayer like lord guide me because mm. i don't know mm. you know because <laughs> i don't know lord be my eyes for real because i can't do it on my own and so um i think that um god has really looked out for me and mm-hmm. um god has prepared me for things and i didn't know he was preparing me for um, and there was a point in time where um, 
I left church. I decided to do a lot of things on my own. Mm-hmm. I try. I, I decided to try to carve out the life that I wanted for myself mm. um, because I was sick of church. I was sick of church folk. I was just sick of a lot. And I was like, yo, actually, I got this. You know, me and mm. God got this. Mm. But um, if I'm completely honest, the, the further I got away, the less I um, focused on what God actually had for me to start doing my own thing after mm. a while. And uh, through some through some pain, honestly, and some and some heartache. Um, God had to redirect me, you know, and God has been guiding my path yet again. And um, it's just it's nothing like being in the will of God, you mm-hmm. know. So God is definitely my guide um, and my protector. Um, God is my source of wisdom. Um, God is my example of love. Um, I, I really try my best to demonstrate and love how uh, God loves us. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's the only perfect love. You know, Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on, but Mm. I I guess those are the main things that come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are really good, because when I think of um, God's influence on my resume, I just think of uh, I think of travel, Mm -hmm. Um, not the ability to, but the safety within. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I've traveled across the country and just with my family and and trips for fun for work for exploration and the fact that I'm still able to I have been able to return home with 10 fingers 10 toes sound mind uh, it's it truly shows his hand of protection on me um, can I add so one more there for sure yeah um the last one I want to give is um really important to my life right now okay. is um I find my rest in God mm. and I think that that's really important you know I don't really rock with this whole capitalistic um society setup you know what I'm saying I don't rock with the you know the you know you, the you want, hard work. You want to trade rocks? <laughs> you know, like, rocks and sand. For, hey, something. You know what I'm saying? But like, I I think it's a wild concept to think like, yo, we have to work 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. and that's just like the bare minimum. You know, most mm-hmm. people I know are working two, three jobs, and you know, like, rest is important. And mm-hmm. I, I think if I'm honest, I don't get to find as much time to rest as I would like. Uh, my mind is always on something. I always got. Um, things on my to-do list, but, um, you know, I stay in prayer and I'm like, God, I don't know how this is going to work out. Um, but little moments, like God gives me big rest in mm-hmm. little moments and I love it. Like maybe I got back-to-back meetings or I got a meeting every other hour and I got homework due and I got to prepare for a meeting and I got to do all this other stuff. And like, a meeting will get rescheduled. And mm. then I go from having one hour to three hours. And it's like, whoop, there goes a nap. You know what I'm saying? Um, or I will um, get a chance to just completely unplug from my day mm. randomly in the middle of the day or whatever. Or um, I'll go to sleep because I'm exhausted and I wake up and I can read and study. And though I have gotten less sleep, I've gotten more rest because um, I've spent time with God. And so, um, yeah, it's not a it's not a like a linear thing, or mm-hmm. it's not like a, a it's not something I can calculate. But like God is definitely my rest. Yeah, the importance of that distinction of of rest versus sleep, mm-hmm. I think is is key for us because I think at times rest and sleep are synonymous, but but rest could just be taking care of a relationship, right? Oh, that yeah. you that you need to cultivate, right? Um, could just be cooking. 
could just be eating, right? Just taking care of some of those basic needs. So I think that's really important. Um, and kind of with that, right? Like we've got responsibilities, we've got food, we got things that we need to do. And so at times we can feel like we don't have enough. Right. Uh, but you're telling us, God's saying that we do. We do have enough, and we need to praise God with the things that we have. And that's where we get into kind of the, the larger chunk of the scripture where we're talking about these these instruments. <laughs> <laughs> and and I actually really want to talk more about you made a statement in the sermon, which if you have not listened to the sermon, make sure you go back and listen to it. It's very important and helpful with this uh, podcast, but obviously we want you to continue to engage with us. That's my piece. <laughs> so um, on Sunday, you said Sunday mornings bother you. Yes. Good for you. Proud of you. Because I, I, there's there's validity in a lot of it. And I think uh, listening back, people didn't know how to respond Yeah. to the comment. And I'm not sure they fully knew what you where you were going, and there could have been a little bit of guilt that was associated there. Because I can honestly say I've looked, I've been to churches, uh, in my church journey based off the places that I've moved to, where if the music's not hitting, I'm out. No, that's real. It true, like the the word can be great, and you know I'm getting fed that way. But if I'm if the music isn't connecting to me in a way that I want to be connected with, I'll come late. For real. Or log on later. Like, it's, there's no, as sad as it sounds, it's, I do want to, I did want to be entertained going to church and spending time in God. Like, I wanted to feel, I wanted the music to move me every time. I want the music to uh, get me excited. I want to get up. I want to clap. I want to, Pretend I'd play the drum. Like, I want to do all of these things. But it, it, but it's the... And if the praise team's not doing that, then I don't want anything to do with it. Right. And that shouldn't be mm-hmm. how we approach Sundays uh, and, and service. And so I really liked that fact that you made the... Dis- like, this isn't a concert. We're, that's, that's not what we're here to do. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely 110% agree. And I know that um, I went back and forth um, about should I say this, should I not say this? Um, is it going to ruffle feathers? You know, um, you know, sermons are meant to do a series of things. And um, w- one of those things is to challenge people. Another thing is to convict people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to step in those um, places when you are the pastor. Um, and as an associate minister, you're supposed to be very wary about walking in those places where you challenge and convict people. Mm-hmm. Um, you're supposed to be more so focused on comforting and encouraging, you know. Um, but I had to be honest and say that, yeah, um, Sunday mornings bother me. And before the pandemic started, um, you know, the ministers sat in the pews, right? We we moved from the pulpit. We used to be mm-hmm. all them chairs mm-hmm. lined up. And so we would sit, you know, with the rest of the people. And because of the pandemic, um, we ended up sitting back up um, kind of, I don't even know what to call that, kind of like in the choir stand almost, you know. Um, and so because of that, now we're back to looking at everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's a different vantage point, you know. Um, and I, I realized 
early on that I didn't care what people like people seeing me, right? Mm-hmm. It was just weird seeing people. <laughs> and it's like um people will you know, they'll sing songs that they know are comfortable with or um, mm-hmm. if the praise team sounds good. And, like, you would literally hear, like, if somebody hit, like, a bad note or something, um, like, people will, like, stop. Like, they're just mm. like, ooh, okay. Like, it's it's weird, mm. right? Or people will sit in their seats and not move at all, you know? Mm. And I know that um, it's not a it's not an easy resolve. Um, I'll take it back. I think it is an easy resolve, but I understand how we got here, mm-hmm. right? Um, black church is just different. Uh, yep. For a long list of reasons, and I won't go too long into that history, right? Um, but black church is different, you mm-hmm. know, from a lot of other spaces where um, we do get more of that, like, entertainment. We do get a lot more of that vibrancy. We do get um, these excellent musicians that are playing all of these different gospel chords and blues chords and jazz chords. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, there's 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 entertainment value there right we even look at um the the preaching styles that we enjoy right we have to be honest and say there's some entertainment there you know Mm -hmm. um the problem is when we get lost in the entertainment and we look at sunday morning worship as just something to do out of routine Mm -hmm. you know because if that's the case we're getting lost it's not about who's there it's not about how many people there it's not who you sitting with um it's not about the clothes you put on right at the end of the day praise is for god Mm -hmm. and we should be focused on making our praise personal you know um i'm here to celebrate god and the more that i read the more that i study the more i go through my life the more i'm just in awe like i'm getting to know more and more about god and i'm like yo Bro is amazing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like what you you've done all of this. Like you love us so deeply, right? You care for us so much, right? As people, as a collective, as individuals. And it's like, how can you get lost in all this other stuff? How can you come like this is a Alicia Keys concert and just be silent? I take it back because I think if it was an Alicia Keys concert, everybody would be singing along. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Yeah. Um, if it was a basketball game or a mm-hmm. soccer game, like people would be really all into it, you know. But it's like, yo, your praise should be to God. It doesn't matter how good you think you sing or you know clap off rhythm like we we okay i know mm-hmm. i know i know black folks pride themselves on their rhythm but like if you ain't got it it's okay like just like it ain't it ain't for them you know right right and yeah you made two points about about that and how our pastor likes to sing but he's singing to the glory of god facts he is not worried about us because if he was he would stop <laughs> hey, hey, this time it was your words, not mine. <laughs> He's doing it for the glory of God, and that's what's in His spirit. And and uh, one of the notes that I had, because uh, you made, um, you have it here in your notes. You say praise is about the purity of heart, not the performance. Praise is about sincerity, not singing ability. Praise is about openness and offering up something to God, not objective approval. Praise is about truth, not about talent. Praise is about real worship, not recordable voices. And I thought that was really, really powerful because those things get in the way of us praising God. Performance, singing ability, approval, um, talent, being a recordable voice. Um, You know, like you hear Miss Tammy, she's up there and she's hitting these notes and this I don't know the term and the voice, the reverberation. She's hitting all the things. She got vibrato. Thank you. And vibrato. Range. Yeah. Range. Okay. <laughs> like you hear that and you think, oh, I, I can't praise God because she's 
mm-hmm. praising so strongly with her with her voice, right? I can't I can't do that, and we should never think that. I'm gonna tell you as a personal witness, as someone who cannot sing, she still loves me. So right. right, it's not it's not a separation of like who can sing and who cannot. Like it's it's where your heart posture is and, and right. how you are presenting that. Because because God wants us to come as we are. Exactly. And, and through other podcasts, if you're if you haven't listened in the back, we talk more about the disciples and how imperfect they are, but yet um, they can be perceived as being these these perfect people. But they but they are not. But they are still following through on their assignment. Exactly. Uh, so we have to continue to keep keep that in mind. Uh, so we're talking so another comment that you made uh, was uh, if we have more time we're going to talk about these instruments <laughs> I, I was coming. so excited because I was like we about to have more time on the podcast so let's talk about these instruments that are mentioned here in this text so we the instruments are the trumpet the lute harp timbrel and dance, you know, music of the body, stringed instruments, flutes, cymbals. Talk to, what is, we don't have to dive into like what each instrument is, but like why these instruments? What is the, maybe the cultural significance? What is the the uh, house of worship significance of these specific instruments? Cool. Okay. So I, Dug into um, the research of like looking into the instruments um, and I stopped digging after a while. And mainly it was because every commentary I read um, pointed to the fact that the names of the instruments and which instruments are being used are not as important. Um, It's more important that there are options of instruments. It's Mm. more important that there is a collective of instruments you know and so um let's say i have an instrument you have an instrument Mm -hmm. somebody else has an instrument right now we got a band you know and so um i think that that is more so the focus of the scripture Mm -hmm. now i will give you a couple of them um that i found to be interesting um so the trumpet for example um has been very very um intricate to um the the uh the people who this would have been for right the children of israel um so the trumpet was used often um to gather mm-hmm. folks right um it if you hear the trumpet sounding you know that it's 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 time to do something different mm-hmm. you know um so the trumpet can sound for the gathering of worship the trumpet can sound for emergencies. The trumpet can sound when it's time to go to war. But the trumpet sounding means that it's time to transition and then now there is time to get into some sort of action. And so um, I love that they picked the trumpet first, mm. you know, because yeah. it's like, yo, all right, stop what you're doing. It's time to praise God. Yeah. You know, um, and so. A lot of them are, are interesting and they have their other things, but I'll give you like one more that I really, really like. Okay. Uh, it's the timbrel and the dance. And so this would specifically speak to the children of Israel um, and um, the cultural context. Um, this isn't the only context, but this is the one that kind of stuck out to me mm-hmm. when I was doing my research. And so um, when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt mm-hmm. um, after, you know, the stint with the Red Sea, um, and they realized that they were actually free. 
Mm. Um, Miriam, Moses' sister, um, she pulls out her timbrel, which is a tambourine. Okay. Um, and, the, and, the, and the other women also pull out their timbrels and they celebrate. Right. And they worship God for his mighty acts. Right. Mm. They worship God for delivering them and answering their prayers because they cried out to him and said, like, Lord, deliver us from these people. And he did exactly what he said he was going to do. And so um, they praised him with dance because of that. Um, mm. It's actually one of the core scriptures we have here for our praise dancers and mm. our liturgical dance, which I actually found out right before I started to study this. And really? I was like, ah, perfect, you wow. know? Um, and so um, in these instruments, there's there are various histories of them being used, you know, um, like like the harp, right? Um, David played a harp, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. for, for King Saul when he was having his, you know, his issues. And, you know, so like all of these instruments have historical value to the children of Israel. And so... Um, Hearing hearing these things, these would be common instruments um, during this time, right? This would be uh, the drums, the organ, the mm-hmm. piano, the guitar, mm-hmm. right? Um, your da- you know, your tap shoes, you know? Um, mm-hmm. it, w- it, w- it would be all these collective of things. Okay. So then for those of us who may not be as musically inclined to pick up a traditional instrument, how can we use our instruments or where can we find our instruments? I guess I'll start with that question. I think that um, there are a couple layers to it. One, um, we all have bodies, mm-hmm. right? We don't have bodies that have all of the same abilities, but um, if I got hands, I can clap my hands, mm-hmm. right? If I got feet, I can stump my feet, right? I can stump my feet and not be able to walk if I have movement of my limbs. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, as long as I have vocal cords, I can use my voice, mm. you know? Um, those are just things that are allotted to us, right? Um, and, you know, we talk about vocal cords. You might be a singer, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you are a poet. Um, maybe you like to pray, whatever, right? Um, but we all have a lot of instruments. And I think outside of those things, then there are, um, like special giftings, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, we all have spiritual gifts and I think that it's up to us to take the time to figure out what those spiritual gifts are. You know, maybe you are a skilled musician. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe you are a preacher or a teacher, um, maybe you, um, are just really good with people and maybe you are called to evangelism or whatever. Like there are so many different ways we can give God praise. Um, and I think that we all should, we all have multiple gifts, mm-hmm. right? We all have multiple things that we can use. And, um, I think we could spend a long time just like making a list. And so mm-hmm. I think it's about using what you already have first, um, and then continue to explore what God has given you that is unique to you and your call and your purpose. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good because um, given the options, right, like just being able to use the things that you have to be able to to praise God, I think that's really awesome. And, uh, and I mean, the main thing, the biggest thing is that we are here. You and I are conversing. People are listening here on the podcast. Like we are, we're alive, right? Definitely. To, to be able to do that, that's, that's the biggest thing praise and celebration that we we should have of all and it's a requirement definitely i think we miss that yeah why, why do you think we miss that part <laughs> um i honestly think it goes back to um 
what people believe about their own salvation. Mm. Um, and I say that to say is that I think there are, uh, I think the, the bar that has been put out there kind of widespread is very low for mm-hmm. Christians and believers. Um, it's like, yo, I believe God is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, like kids might believe in Santa Claus. Like I believe God exists. I believe that Jesus was real. And like, that's it right and then anything plus that is just like extra you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. um that's where the idea of like you know people being like you know you saved but are you saved saved you know what i'm oh, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i think that people miss out on the fact that um our faith has to be participatory you know yeah. um believing and understanding and knowledge is one thing but if i don't live a life that shows evidence um, that God is doing things in my life. Like, what are you really doing? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and if you understand who God really is and understand what God has really done, how can you not praise him? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the thing that surprises me. Um, we have um, and not just, you know, not 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 here at Mount Zion, but I think that this 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 westernized Christian culture often um, is individualized. Mm-hmm. And and um, people look at themselves a lot um, instead of focusing on God first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think that people can find themselves comfortable being like, well, you know, well, I praised God last week, or you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, um, well, mm-hmm. I did that one thing, so I should be good, mm-hmm. you know? Or um, because we get so individualized, I think we kind of get this mindset of like. Um, I'm not going to praise God because, like, what has he done for me lately? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, that is a mindset of today, right? Um, you ain't did nothing for me lately or, like, you don't serve a purpose in my life specifically today. Mm-hmm. or You know what I'm saying? Like, we argued and so, like, it just, mm-hmm. it, it it goes out the way not realizing that God is doing stuff for us every day, mm-hmm. right? Every breath we take is a blessing from God, right? Um, every every decision we make, every success we have is is because of God, right? Without him, we can do nothing, but with him, we can do all things. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, people don't realize, first off, like, yes, it's a requirement. Um, but second off, it's like, I feel like our love for God should go past, like, just beating minimum requirements. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um I celebrate God not to be saved. I celebrate God because I already am saved. Mm. You know, Um, I celebrate God for what he has done, what he is doing and what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, yeah, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, that answers the question. And I I think it's always, you know, it's always deeper, right? It's not just, um, well, I'm alive, so praise God. Right. It's all deeper in how our connection is with that praise and why we feel that we should praise God. And I think, yeah, definitely on how we view our own salvation and could be just one and done. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Covered by the blood. Right. And but but that's not um, but that's not it. Um, No. So those are all of the the questions that I had for you. Um, Did you have any parting words for the people? Um, yeah, yeah, just God has been too good to us to not give him praise, Mm -hmm. to not live a life dedicated to God, to not worship him with all that we have. Mm -hmm. Everything that we have 
is because of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and circumstances shouldn't change whether or not we serve God, whether or not we celebrate him. Um, he loves us unconditionally, and so our praise should come without conditions. Um, mm. He's just that good. So we should be praising God. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Well, awesome. Well, thank you, Minister Richard, for joining us today. Uh, again, I'm your host, Cassandra Thorpe, uh, for our MTZ Overflow podcast. Please join us back here for next episodes and have a great day and stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace.